0: Million Dollar Sundays are here to stay. Playing a $1 million tournament is now a regular thing with the Million Dollar Sundays. You're going to love the Million Dollar Sundays tournament with daily free rolls to win your seat for free, tons of satellites to qualify for a fraction of the cost, and free bank wires for the top nine finishers. Don't miss your chance to win part of the $1 million guaranteed. Qualify today for the Million Dollar Sundays Poker Tournament. AmericasCardRoom.com
1: Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 59 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by America'sCardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from America'sCardroom.com, simply sign up for your account using one of the adverts on the OneOuter.com webpage. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on the OneOuter.com website and via iTunes for free. Just search for the OneOuter podcast. If you want to send your questions in for Alex for the next show, then email questions at OneOuter.com or tweet or Facebook us and we'll get them read out. Alex, you're here today. You're sounding good. Eventually, uh, some mic problems at the start. Mic check. That's too much mic dropping. You've been doing. Yeah, uh, it's too <laughs> much, man. I'm,
0: a, I'm. It's been said by absolutely no one that I am the white Chris Rock, so you know it makes sense. But uh, any and and there goes your phone on cue. Yeah, on cue. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. My assistant's yeah. usually here to like he he's kind of funny now like he'll do like a flying jump like to get it before it rings <laughs> now but uh he's yeah. he's running a couple minutes late but yeah like you know you
1: you know you've made it when you can have an assistant just like to muffle your phone ringing yeah you know? it is,
0: it is <laughs> like, well the other day what was it i wanted like an energy drink right like and i was like i don't know why i'm on this energy i want some fizzy juice lately it's been pretty weird uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's good and i don't know why i was like i feel like an energy drink right and i was like man i can't get get out of here and I was like wait a minute like I was like good sir do go to the local store and then (laughs) procure me an energy drink and then like yeah 10 minutes later it was there while I was working I was like I'm rich like it's never
1: I've just got got, I don't know if this is racist but I'm going to say I've just got visions of like this Costa Rican guy Trekking miles over like <laughs> mountains and stuff, lead, leading a donkey to like some, some news age, man, news age, uh, I don't convenience store yeah. somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like trekking all the way back, and you're just like,
0: no, no, this is the wrong one. I is said, I said one. the low carb. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I uh, no, he's a. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen a donkey since I came here five years ago. But yeah, it's a, more Mexico. Yeah, yeah, it's more Mexico. But that's <laughs> that's all you ever see on TV or anything. Speaking of Mexico, looks like I should be battling again here this October. It's ninety percent sure. Uh, yeah. October seventeenth, and it's versus Mexican. So that should be fun. Uh, I, I'm i not going to go the typical route because I think Donald Trump's taking all the good jokes. But, you know, so <laughs> we should. I don't he's know. On fire. Uh, yeah, he's on fire. I thought of walking into the battle with a Make America Great hat. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I just felt like such a, you know, like I. Oh, it's I, just Trump just a t-shirt yeah with just trump a trump. Trump. yeah, yeah. Huh? it's one of those things though it's like uh, yeah taking a racism angle when i'm the one white guy out of 68 people present might not be the greatest uh there's got like, to be some like trump like apprentice you're fired so sort of, <laughs> yeah like, right but, you know yeah that's <laughs> but, a part of battle rap though is also like you can't make the line they're predicting because then if they if they predict the line you're saying and they have a rebuttal line for it, like you've essentially lost the match, you know, because that's, that's really what people want to hear. They want to hear you reacting to like what they're, uh, what the guy's saying. I, it, I, assume, I
1: assume the real talent, like, you know, as well, like would on the spot could sort of still think pro, process and maybe change oh, and yeah. come back to something else, you know, like
0: even just make it up
1: like, Yes, There'll be, sir. like, standard lines that they can, like, slot things in and it will fit or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I think it's a lot like Jerry. Like, they asked Jerry Seinfeld, how do you become, like, a really good comedian? And he goes, you write better jokes. And then, like, you know, dead silence. And they go, okay, how do you do that? And he said, well, you write every day. He was like, All, my entire job is I got to get, you know, I got to get to the cafe. You know, back when, you know, before he was the richest celebrity to ever live. Uh, yeah. He would go to the cafe, and for two hours, he'd just sit there, and he'd look out the window, and he'd write. And he said 90, 95% of the jokes were just garbage. But, you know, he would just grab the ones that were really good. And I think the really good guys in battle rap, they just write every day, and they practice every day. And then, yeah, they curtail the lines. Uh, to their fi- If you guys ever – if you ever want to go on a YouTube marathon session, watch these guys. Charlie Clips, Real Deal – Sharon, uh, let's see, Vesaurus is also really good at it. And you can uh, kid twist. Like, it, these are the guys that are known for, like, just being, like, the fastest immaculate DNA. These guys are, like, the fastest when it comes to, like, freestyles. And, yeah, you'll see guys like uh, – uh, the, there's this one kid in Canada. He's, like, the geekiest white kid you've ever seen, but he can literally freestyle for, like – two minutes about something the guy said, right? And it'll all make sense. It'll all be on point. You can tell he didn't write that much of it before. And it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 really sick. That's yeah, those are the savants. Like uh nobody I'm battling nor myself are that good. But yeah. well,
1: it's it's like it's like poker, isn't it? You've got the people that the real way to get really good at it and get better is just practice every day yeah. and do something every day. And then you've got these freaks of nature that do like a little bit. And then they can just run with it somehow, just Yeah, sort of... there
0: are freaks no. in well, and the other thing yeah it's uh it's that ten thousand hours of practice, like not that I was around these environments that much, but like if you did see like you know like if you were in a part of the the United States where there was some crack on every corner, you know those guys aren't selling crack. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just
1: going down here. <laughs> they, heard, they,
0: they heard me talking, man. Scotland Police don't mess. But, like, you know, 90% of the time they're just sitting around, right? So, like, all they can do, you know, and it's not like you can bring, like, uh, a Game Boy to play on, you know, somebody's going to rip it off of you. So, like, all they do is just sit around and rap, you know what I mean? And they just freestyle and they try to put stuff together so you you know you multiply 8 hours you know 10 hours a day times 5 6 days a week and that's all you can do and if you wanted to be a great battler you just walk down the street and go to every corner and just battle the guy you know because yeah. chances are the guy didn't have anything to do <laughs> you know so he wasn't going to turn you away it was like oh thank god i'm going to be entertained for 4 minutes what is it i've had an idea now that i say that someone's going to do it you know, in Las Vegas, there's like, if you walk down the strip, like every five minutes, there's some bum trying to sell you his crappy mixtape. Yeah. Or he's like, it's for free. And then you grab it and he's like, yeah, can I get 10 bucks? And then yeah. uh, I, I was thinking it'd be so fun to get a camera crew and walk down and be like, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can beat me in a battle, right? You have to make the crowd cheer more than I get it to cheer, right? And then you, you, I'll get fifty bucks and just go to each one of these guys. And it's like I'm pretty sure you could slaughter them. I'm pretty there's like there's no chance these guys like Pratt. I mean, I've heard some of these mixtapes. I'm guessing these guys are not putting in work. I could be wrong, but anyway, yeah. yeah well, yeah. this was a fun, <laughs> uh, good show, guys.
1: <laughs> Talk to y'all good later. Joy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, anything been happening this week in your life, poker-wise or, or non-poker-wise? Anything to speak
0: of? Man, PlayStation. It's amazing. PlayStation. Nah, man. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not playing this week because I'm gonna be playing like every day for like 21 days or something like that. Or, you know, if I'm not playing every day, I'm gonna be playing 90 percent, 95 percent of the day. So. Been, oh it's wq isn't yeah it? it's coming up yeah yeah yeah, yeah up. when, is, when six, is that six three days oh that's my birthday this oh, right, man happy birthday yeah. and then uh yeah uh you know enough about your birthday more about man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah unless you're going to stick me in the main event
1: i don't even want your your happy birthday.
0: <laughs> 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 no but i mean i haven't been really playing i i, I haven't been playing at all i've been well I've been trying to get done with uh i've been mean, you know like people have really been into the personal lessons lately I think that might just be with twitch or whatever you know people yeah. like actually get to hear, see you analyzing hands and stuff. It's been a good time so I've been doing like four hours of like consultations every day and then you know when i'm done uh i i, I just play playstation <laughs> it's pretty awesome i'm play i'm playing this game metro twenty thirty three it's about I just love these dystopian games man it's like it's after there's there's a nuclear war and you're in russia and everybody lives in like uh subways now and like uh because obviously you had to go underground and it's like it's just crazy the production values on games now you know what i mean like you uh like everything looks so realistic and the voice acting is professional now and it's just you know, it's just, like, little things, like, it's so claustrophobic and nerve-wracking, and it it's, like, survival horror mixed with, like, Wolfenstein, because, um, you know, like...
1: I loved, I loved Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein
0: was dope, man. Which one was your game? Uh, I think, I, I just remember playing
1: it on the Atari Jaguar.
0: Oh, man, back uh, in
1: the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my friend's actually designing a game just now, but I'll speak to you, like, off the thing about that. I mean, it's not big secret, but I don't think he... I don't know yeah. if you like me, it's not, it's not finished yet, you know, so, uh, it's,
0: it's but it's nearly bad. there,
1: it's going to be released, like, through the app store and stuff, like, one of these games, like, strategy thing, uh, it's, it sounds cool, like, the premise for Oh, uh, dope, like,
0: man, you know? that's pretty cool. And, and when
1: it's released, I'm sure you'll love me to tell everybody about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. That's the crazy thing about game design now, man, like, a lot of people, they used to be, like, oh, man, it's so sad, nobody makes, like, 2D platformers or, like, 2D shooters, or something like that, but there's, like, they've realized there's a huge market for that, and these yeah. development teams of, like, three people, or even one person sometimes, like, I think it was Axiom Verge was just, like, one ver- one person, and it's, like, uh you know, it's, like, this Metroid-esque game, right, and, like, yeah. you, you know, they can just make it, and they can distribute it now on, like, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, cell phones, and it's, like, they can make a real living, it's, like, it's kind of like self-publishing with books, only now with video games. Like I think, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's really cool. It's like, uh, and if you get hit,
1: you're laughing. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. It's just like money in the bank. You know what I mean? It's like I, I think it's cool. The market can sustain that, and at the same time, it can sustain the like fifty million dollar, hundred million dollar like Grand Theft Autos and yeah. call, call of Duties and stuff like that. Infamous, Second Son, and uh, all all that good stuff. And then, yeah, so, yeah, I've been playing PlayStation, kind of not wanting to play WCOOP. i <laughs> like, you know, like, come on, man, give me a day. But I'm sure once yeah. it'll, I'm sure once it comes around, I'll be into it. Should... So what, what are you playing? You feel Why what, what? What are you playing of WCOOP? Like, the feel uh, like? Yeah, whack? I'm not going to play. I, I decided against, like, the 10K High Roller. Because the last time I played, it was, like, me, Phil on Raptor. It was, you know, and I'm like, uh, it, you know, and uh, I think it was also playing against, like, uh, it was this Korean kid who was supposed to be, like, one of the three best heads-up, no-limit players in the world. And I was like, this is a joke, dude. I was just, like, I was looking through the field. There weren't that many soft spots, you know. So I think I'm going to cut that one. And uh, but yeah, I mean you know decent schedule. I think it's like uh, uh like twenty or uh, I think I think it's like a twenty or thirty k buy-ins. It's not like scoop where it's like fifty or something absurd. But yeah, we're yeah. gonna see uh we're gonna see how this one goes. You know what I mean? It's uh, uh it's been a bu- it's been a rough like couple years lately. Just you know, I it, it's you, you gotta you gotta get. It, it'd be really cool to get. You know, like deep in one of these. I've had a lot of deep runs and a lot of different things. That's the thing. Like you say, like a rough couple of years, and it sounds like oh, so bad. But it's really nobody should give me sympathy because like you have one deep run in an MTT, and that like pays for. I mean, yeah. it could pay for like your entire career. I mean, to be honest, you know, and it's yeah. So it's really you're just trying to focus on that. So, you know, yeah. you know, I've been trying to get my. And trying to get my weight right, trying to get you know, my health right. Like I was a little overweight for a while, so I was working out a bit more. And, yeah, yeah. I got dropped, like, what, 10 pounds or something. So now I feel I'm in fighting shape. You know, I'm at my fighting weight. And, yeah, yeah it should be, should be good. I think for the actual, like, broadcast on Twitch, uh, I might not be, like, uh, I'll, I'll probably, like, you know, I'll be getting on the mic for In the Money Runs. I think it's going to be a mixture of America's Card Room. And Poker stars because, like, with Scoop, like, I was doing the, like, you know, like, every single event we announce and every single hand. And, like, according to my stats, I played really well, but I was so exhausted, like, every day. And you can't huh. really play that much. Uh, you can't really play that much if you're going to be announcing every decision. So you yeah. can only play, like, a couple tables. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, man, I got to make money, you know what I mean? Like, the Twitch... Twitch doesn't pay me that much. Like it's cool, everybody. Like I'm, I'm cool with being in the fishbowl, and everybody like just you know watching me while I grind. You know, like that's fine with me. And then I'm fine with getting on the mic when we get a deep in the money run. But like, uh, you know, like between that, you know, I, 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 th- I don't want to like fry myself. I don't, <laughs> you know, I want to, uh, want to get in it. The other thing, I'm probably going to have to have the chat minimized because there's just, like, I, I have two options. I either – well, actually, I don't have any option. I can't, I can't like, read the chat and, like, play at the same time. My, like, brain uh, – like, I can do it, but I, I think it's probably better if I don't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm just going to keep, like – but, I mean, this works out better for the people who are actually watching for the content. You know what I mean? I mean, I know, like, interaction is a big part of Twitch. And, like, there will be times I, like, get in and say, like, what's up, especially, like, after, uh, you know, like, uh, a- after uh, the deep run or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I'm actually playing, I think i got to focus on, all right, you know, we're doing this, or oh, let's check out this hand this guy played, all right, Let- let's check out this hand this guy played. That's a really fascinating thing with no caddy now. Like, we can just watch hands the guys played like, in every spot, right? So I can just mm-hmm. be, like... Instead of sitting in the chat box when the guy's, like, to the left of me, uh, you know, like, I can just, like, look at every time he's 3-bet, what he's had, how he played it. And we could be announcing that, you know what I mean? And then we could just watch the replay of the hand we missed. And now it's, like, you know, it's just information on top of information when we're deep. So I think that's going to be a good time. So be sure to, you know, twitch.tv uh, slash The I'll Be sure to favorite it. It costs you nothing. You'll get a notification when we start streaming. Or, well, you'll get a notification if I'm still streaming. We're releasing this later. Hold on a second. Have a good day, baby. I love you too. Okay, baby. That wasn't for you, Barry. Ah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, I guess we should get into cool. some of these yeah, questions.
1: Yeah, let's get into the questions. We're going to try and keep it tight on the hour mark. Uh, I, I've got an appointment to run to, and Alex has got another student straight after. So another student? That's a student. I'm a student. Yeah, I am a student. Hey, you you a student. <laughs> yeah, you are a student. You are. Yeah, a student of life. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. First question is from Rick. Could you discuss poker instincts versus analysis? I think live this is more appropriate. But like a Durr versus a Negrano in high-stakes cash games, what is more important, poker instincts or analysis?
0: Well, it, it's funny because I don't think Durr or Negrano pro- really do that well in high-stakes cash games that we've seen. You know what I mean? I, yeah, Negrano made the point. He, he said, like, I don't think you guys realize, like, Durr is not as good as a lot of people think he is. He got... You know, most people knew him from the high-stakes poker. And he's, like, he's a bit, By the way, he's, like, a hundred times the player I am. But, like, when we're talking about, like... You know, it, it's funny those two were selected because if you talk with, like, a jungle man, you know, or someone who can really analyze, I, I, I think, like, Durr... I don't know. It, it's one of those things, like, every... Uh, okay, I know when people are backed, all right? And, like, there's... A pretty good indication that Dura was backed, right? So it's like, in, in what happens all the time in this industry is like we hear a guy, you know, like it. I get to hear like privately like a guy got backed, and then the guy starts playing big games, and everybody assumes the guy has money, and so he's like really good. I think like Dura was like a really really good player. But, like, I mean, could he have made it up to, like, all those nosebleed stakes on his own? We, you know, I, I probably, yeah. I mean, I'm sure eventually. But, like, at the same time, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know. And it's, like, when I watch, like, a Phil Galfond, it's, like, damn. Like, th- this is some crazy instincts. You know what I mean? Or, like, uh, with Dur, it's a lot of, like, uh, at the beginning, it was a lot of, like, range breaking down. Like, if, if you had a copy of Flopzilla, you could really track what he was doing. Or if you watch, like, uh, uh like like who's a good example? Like, I mean, like, Ivy, I think, would be who I was thinking about. Like, Durr would be, like, you know, he'd be up there in the top, like, 10 in the world. You know, Negrano, I don't, as far as cash, I, I don't know. I don't really know his game that well. But, like, you watch, like, an Ivy, like, he does stuff that's, like, really spooky. You know what I mean? Like, stuff you just cannot explain. And, like, I'm not even a big Ivy fan. And Granu does stuff, uh, I, I don't think, like, in cash, but, like, in tournaments, he does stuff with, like, I think players more like myself, who are, like, good players but maybe don't play, like, in the live realm nearly as much. Like, he just gets us, like, pegged. Like he just, he can just figure it out like nothing. And it's like, it's almost creepy. Like when you see him like check raising third pair, no kicker, and you realize at some point he's doing it for value and he really knows it's the best hand. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff like, whoa, like that's pretty spooky. However, I'm, I, um, I'm never, I, uh, I think instinct is bred from just working your ass off it's a lot of, uh, I, I've done some plays at tables, like, not that I'm in any of these guys' stratosphere, right? But, like, uh, I've done some plays at tables that look pretty spooky. Like, I, uh, I've called all in on, like, a day three on the river with, like, King High, and I've been right. Uh, I've done stuff like that. And, uh, but, like, a lot of that, you know, I go home and I, like, break it down, backwards and forwards and I find out, oh, you know, like my instincts were really just me and my subconscious putting together everything mathematically Mm -hmm. and uh, figuring out like if this guy's really betting all of his misdraws, I'm kind of forced to call here, right? And I think a lot of what we think our instincts are really just the guy showing up for work every day, really putting a lot in the hours. You know, there's this funny thing like yuppie, uh, well, white people, like yuppies in the United States, like they always want to go on about this 10,000 hour rule. It's like, oh, you know, you got to put in 10,000 hours before you've reached mastery. And it's like, I don't buy that for a couple reasons. There's there's a lot of drivers in Costa Rica who've been driving for 10,000 hours, and they're the worst drivers I've ever seen in my life. So, <laughs> you know, they're like they're awful. Like, and also, I started making money at poker probably with 2,000 hours invested. You know what I mean? Like, really good money. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, like, absolute mastery, 10,000 hours. But it's also what you put in the hours. Are you really thinking, I've probably played 3,000 hours and not learned a thing. You know what I mean? I probably could be a lot further than I am right now if uh, if it hadn't been for the drugs and just grinding and being stupid all day, you know? But, like... Uh, uh, I, I, I think it's a lot of like you put you put your time in you think about it uh, you think about the situations real deeply and then I think you're going to start picking up on little details that other people are not picking up on and when you see some of those spooky reads I think that's a lot of the experience like now you're starting to see like Durr, like the few, I mean not that we get to see him anymore but like right at the tail end of like high stakes poker and stuff you're starting to see like I remember one triple barrel bluff he did, which, like, pretty much everything he did up until then, like, you could explain with a flopzilla calc, right? Like, you could – and then he started doing plays that you couldn't, and you could start seeing, like, okay, Durr, you know, he got there, and, like, he figured it – you know, he started, like, piecing together little things here and there that were, like, really helping – uh, it really helping him. And, like, that was, like, really fun to watch that evolution, you know, to watch him go from, like, uh, a great player to, like, you know, one of the best in the world. Uh, it, like, and I think that was just all putting that data together and just playing more hours than anybody else. And, uh, he's, uh, sorry. Dog, dogs are really excited about this topic, man. They're <laughs> like, they're like, yo, man, you know, lay it down, man. Lay it down. Talk about that work. You know what I mean? That's where goes. <laughs> That word got us our kibble, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, uh, but, no, I mean, uh, I I really, I I mean, just on that topic, I really don't believe in talent. Like, I really do not believe, period, in talent. Like, Durr, Negranu, Ivy, all those guys worked so hard. And what people call, like, instinct, you know what I mean? I'm so convinced that's just, like, a bazillion hands put together And they're just picking up on every, like, little detail that they possibly could put together. And uh, I I think, like, uh, I I think really our entire society needs to move away from this talent thing. Like, if you watch on TV, like, people who are just savants are the only people who are, like, regarded as anyone special. You know what I mean? No one brings up, like, American football, right? Uh, (coughs) The, like... They I was turning on the TV this morning. They were talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is such a natural talent. Like Tom Brady is just so good. This guy is a you know, is a prodigy from a young age like Tom Brady doesn't even believe that every time they interview Tom Brady. He's like, I work more than anybody I know. Like I don't he's like, I don't know what that is like when you guys are talking about that. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, their teammates complained about all the time they spent watching game film. They were in the gym. They were practicing. Nobody practiced harder than Michael Jordan. And there's a reason nobody's ever gonna remember Allen Iverson. You know, there <coughs> excuse me. But like uh you gotta I I I think we gotta like if you wanna develop those instincts, you gotta be at the table a lot, you gotta be studying a lot. And you've got to be breaking down hands a lot. A, lo- a lot of times, like, what looks like a really sick read on my part was actually made in the lab years ago. Like, just me watching hand histories and wondering, can you do that? And then now these days, like, back in the day, we were piecing things a lot, a lot of things together with just, like, calculators and Flobzilla. And you never could be that exact. You can be way more exact now with uh, Card Cardrunner's Z V. So, you know, uh, keep work, keep working on that. And then, yeah, I mean, there is something to be said for like live, you know, it- there are some times you just look at a guy and know he doesn't have it, but those, the- those situations I think are really romanticized. And I don't think you can really rely on them. I don't think I'm any dumber than most people in poker. I don't think I'm much smarter either. Uh, I- I'll probably like just like dead average, but Like the number of times I like, I can look at a guy and just know something is not nearly as high as you would think. And for most people, I know it's not really like that. I mean, like if you ever watch Eric Seidel play, I don't, you know, you don't see like, he's probably one of the best in the world and you don't see him like, you know, I don't think he would even claim to like, just see through someone's soul or something like that, you know? And, uh, I think it really just comes from a work ethic and putting yourself in those spots frequently and learning from them and breaking it down when you get home. Yeah, definitely. It just seems
1: subconscious is another word for instincts, really, when it comes to poker a lot of the time.
0: Right, yeah, right. Piecing it together every every part yeah. of your brain. Okay.
1: Um, next question is for uh, – we'll leave this one for last. It's a good one. All right. Uh, th- this one is from Reese. Uh, hello Barry and Alex, I was wondering if you could explain early MTT strategy, without this sounding like a how do I play poker question <laughs> as Alex calls them, for years I've kind of just stuck with tight is right in the early levels, playing some suited connectors, small pairs for sets and suited gappers for flushes and straight uh, to bus people, would be good to hear your thoughts on early levels play, say before the antis kick in and even first couple of ante levels I guess. Love the show so much, and thanks you guys
0: for doing it every week, Reese. Thank you, Reese. I really yeah, appreciate thank you, it. Reese. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, with early game gameplay, uh, I, I think the thing that's really important, uh, it, you're trying to play hands that could bust people. So, like, the Ace-Kings offsuit, the Ace-Queen offsuit, Ace-Jack offsuit, King-Queen offsuit, those really go down in value. Those hands are really valuable if you can get them heads up, because uh, they tend to play a little better heads up. But uh, it's going to be a little harder to get things heads up uh, at the beginning of tournaments. I think a lot of people just, there's a lot of people that really don't do much in early game, and they seem to do okay, but they seem to be fading away these days. So I really think it is important you do pay attention to the early game. Although you don't want to do it, if you're multi-tabling, you don't want to do it sacrificing uh, your focus in later game. Because obviously that's going to be a quite a bit more important. Uh, the financial decisions you make in late game, when you consider how much your stack is worth, is sometimes like 20 times uh what you're making in the early stages of this 109 or whatever you're playing. So make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're focusing on the right things. But when you're playing, uh, uh, when you're playing in early, uh, early tournaments, I think you got it right. Like a lot of suited connectors uh, play really well in multiway pots. Um, I'll fool around a bit more with suited one gappers. You do have to be careful if you get the flush over flush. Like, don't, you know, I see a lot of guys, like, raise the river with a small flush when really they're only getting called by uh, greater flushes. And that's something you should be pot controlling with a bit more. But you're trying to make the goofy straights, the goofy two pairs. Especially a lot of that dead money is going to be gone by the time, like, the fourth or fifth level of Annie's comes around. So you want to really make sure you're getting in there and trying to take the dead money before it goes out. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of three betting in position. Something I've been looking at lately, I've been reviewing, like, databases, like, trying, especially my own, like, trying to figure out where I can improve my game. And something that's really interesting is, like, uh, you cannot, like, raise, call, like, big three bets, like, 2.5x three bets. Uh, There was a time, like, 2009 to 2011, uh, when it was just sacrilegious, to flat, a three bet, especially out of position. And since I'm such a, such a contrarian, I decided I was going to do that exclusively. And people would just freak out, like he must have aces, right? And there was a lot of check folding. Now, uh, unfortunately, in 2012, 2013, you can take a look at my PokerStars graph. Uh, everything's fine on the, every other uh, site, uh, especially the full tilt graph. Uh, but if you look at the poker stars graph, like, I just take a nosedive in 2012, because that was, like, when the Eastern Europeans come in. And uh, I, I think this was also the rise of, lo- of a lot of, like, non-English speakers. Uh, oh. it, so they, they weren't really as influenced by, like, the very early American uh, literature and training videos about tournament poker that espoused, espoused uh, that flatting a three bet was just going to kill you. And most people who did it were trapping. So you saw like the Romanians, the Italians, the Spanish coming in, and obviously the Russians who weren't really into the English literature. And uh, even people that did speak English that well, like uh, Germans, like they started making their own forums and, you know, coming up with their own ideas that didn't really translate back to us because maybe they didn't. You know, it, it just, obviously, we didn't really know much of German, but they knew what we were thinking. And they started kicking my ass, and it's really interesting to see, like, 2012 on forward, how that play just becomes, like, hemorrhaging money, right? Just, like, fist pump gone. like And uh, I, you, where you'll see a lot of that of is at the beginning of tournaments, people have this thing of, they have this thing where, you know, at the beginning of the tournaments, it's like I have such significant pot odds. I, I mean uh, implied odds I have to call here. So, like, if you 2.5x, 2.7x in position, they flat so much. And at the same time, they have this thing where it's like, ah, it's early. You know, like, I can call down a little mu- You know, a little too much. If they hit a little something, they call down too much. If they miss, I think they fold too much. So they're like, well, I don't really see the point of check raising. There's no annies out there. I don't need to fight for this pot. And it's just just multiplying your problems on top of each other. So early in tournaments, I mean, this goes for, like, when I'm playing, like, the rare occasions I play full ring cash. But uh, this also goes for, like, you know, deep stack cash game situations. A lot of what I'm doing is just working the button, working the cutoff, three betting those positions quite a bit. And uh, even with a slightly wider range, uh, it, you can do it with the ace. If you want to bring in those ace-queen offsuits, ace-ten off suits and stuff, that might be the place to do it. Uh, just because those hands play pretty well heads up because when they make one pair, they just lose every dollar when anybody ever makes two pair or three of a kind or a small flush or a small straight or something like that. And they never really seem to get that much value when they do hit their hands. Uh, so... I, I mean, they might get a street or two, but like in a multi-way pot, I think you're, uh, I, I think heads up, you're a little more likely to securely get the money in building your stack. And, uh, I, I think you don't really sacrifice much on the front end. I, I mean, much on the profitable end. So I'd really be working that button, really be working in position, taking advantage of people that flat too much, uh, three betting, uh, you know, 3-betting possibly a little wider, especially if you see one of these guys that's just hell-bent to win the tournament in the first few levels, running 35-24, something along those lines. Make sure you see how the guys like playing that day, too. Uh, some guys play completely different uh, early in tournaments than they do late. So their stats might look super aggressive, but if you, like, double-click on their HUD statistics and it says, like, 11-9, Uh, then you know, okay, i got to lay off this guy. And, uh, yeah, good luck to you.
1: Okay. Uh, You touched that you reminded me of something about, like, early stages tournaments. Like, when people are playing 4-5 suited and things, like, you just, it totally reminded me, I don't even know what from, but, like, on the river, they bet, and, like, you're in position, and, like, they raise with, like, a 5 flush, and then the guy just like re raises them, you know, and you're like, uh
0: <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's
1: like cause Ace Ace suited as well. You know, a lot of people play that early stages.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of, a lot of people never can raise fold there. Like people are always amazed how much I fold when they watch me. Like I raise fold a lot of rivers. Be, just because you know, they always go, Are you worried the guy could bluff you and I'm like, I'm I'm waiting for the day I see it you know what I mean? Like Because, like, if you go through my database and filter out, like, the 204 times in the last couple years I've gone, like, maybe it's a bluff, I call, oh, it's not a bluff, check that out, and then, you know, it's, it's, like, literally three for 204, so the day I start seeing that a little more... You know, if I'm playing Ape Styles, it's a consideration. If I'm playing some kid in Bulgaria whose average buying is $45, I don't think it's going to be happening all that often. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 cool, cool. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, next
1: question is from, let's go with Ryan. Hi, I'm thinking about going to Las Vegas next year and seeing how long I could last out there playing poker cash and tournaments you guys were giving advice to someone who wanted to travel europe and it was great but i'm in the uk so looking to go to vegas i get a 90 days visa so the idea is to head out and try and last the 90 days booking hotels as i go while i'm there etc so looking for tips and advice i will be playing 1 2 cash and two, sorry 1 2 and 2 4 cash games mainly with the odd ntt thrown in thanks
0: It'd be really helpful if we knew how much cash this person had, you know, it, it, it it'd be really, really, uh, of great assistant assistance. but, uh, no, I, I mean, Las Vegas is it, it, the, the reputation is it's a city that'll eat you alive. If you're just going out there to, you know, see how long you'll last in your words. Uh, but I, I don't find the games to be that difficult. I still, you know, I was just messing around one day at the Venetian this year, and I was playing, like, not like a high-stakes cash game, but certainly not cheap, right? And uh, I was still amazed by, like, how many bad players there were. There were just quite a few, like, really bad players. And uh, mm-hmm. it, when it, it, the way to get the money from them is to show up and be more disciplined than pretty much anyone and that means, like, you can't be going out to the club, buying bottle service. Uh, you can't really be smoking weed while you're out there. There's going to be a lot of chances to imbibe, and there's going to be a lot of chances to uh, – uh, th- there's just going to be a lot of opportunities for you to, like, throw away your cool, thro- throw away your calm. And uh, you just don't want to do that. So save all your money. Uh, as far as, like, hotels, getting the je- cheapest hotels out there – uh, a lot of times you won't find them on the travel sites, but if you, what you're doing, like just showing up, like if you just show up and look around, I think you can find like some $30 hotels and stuff like that. And ask around, uh, sometimes like when I'm just in the poker room, like in the old days, I used to just go to the poker room and you ask the dealers cause the dealers live in Vegas. A lot of them live in Vegas for a reason. They want to like live and breathe it. You know what I mean? And you go like, Hey, what's the cheapest room around here? And they'll, like, you know, they'll direct you to, like, the $30 places or whatever like that. If you're uh, obviously on your way out there, uh, uh, obviously on your way out there, it doesn't – you're going to have to pick something up. But, you know, there's a lot of cheap places. Like, uh, Gold Coast is my favorite. Uh, It's – I mean, you can seriously get – It's really weird to me, like, people will stay at the Rio, which I I think the Rio is a dump, and they want $230 a night for the room, and across the street is the Gold Coast. Like, the rooms are, I I think, pretty comparable, you know what I mean? They're kind of made in that old, kitschy Las Vegas style. But, like, yeah, uh, like literally some of the nights will be, like, $44 and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, look around – Buy your stu- you know, try to get comps if you can. Uh, you know and go from casino to casino and see which one's most comfortable for you. Uh, I've definitely had different times in my career when you know they say like this site is the softest site, but for some reason, I'm just making more money on this site, and I can't really put my finger on what it is, but there's just something I'm tracking a little better on this site. And I know much better on this site, so I stick with that site. So if they just go, this is the softest place, this is the softest place. But, like, you know, they're not really giving you uh, – they're not not really helping you with, like, uh, anything. And, like, you you just don't really care for the spot. You know, keep bumping around, see what's good. You might find out, like – you might find you make the most money in the Flamingo or something uh, – You know, Or maybe you might even end up in one of these more unsavory casinos, you know what I mean? Uh, You might be there with a lot of weird people. Uh, I made a lot of my money when I was a live poker player. Like, I started as a live player uh, from, like, 15 to 18. All I did was play live and, like, bum around and be up from Friday night till Monday morning uh, sometimes. Actually, not Monday morning. Like, late Sunday night, fall asleep a couple hours, wake up Monday morning, go to high school. And then... You know, like, the, a lot of the places I played in, like, Casino Road, Everett, like, they were dumps. So you know what I mean? They were, like, really dumb. They're really dumb. But, like, look at the promotions and, like, try to figure out how you can angle it. You know what I mean? Try to, like, read books, like, uh, Amarillo Slim and a world full of fat fat people. Or, like, just read about people who, like, have, like, hustled. Uh, it, it just Google, like, people who have, like, found a way to, like, hustle a good amount of money out of something. And just look at what they're always trying to pick up on. Like I remember back in the days there was like – there was a casino uh, in, in my like really dumpy, crappy part of Everett where they were like uh, – not like – actually in the suburbs is not like that bad. But like you get you get out to this street casino row and it ain't looking that hot, right? And uh, for whatever reason, I'll never figure out this one casino ran a promotion that was like – If you get your aces cracked, you win a rack, right? And that was like $100, right? So my entire profession for a while was just going to that place and waiting for aces and limping in and getting everybody to like into the pot. So either you would win this pot in the middle that would be like, you know, $40 or something small, which was fine, or, you know, if you got the hand beaten, you would just get an auto $100. Now, maybe I would wait all day for that hundred bucks. Right. And maybe after like, like dealer tokes and all that, it would come out to like $68. But like, you consider the fact, uh, I mean, if I didn't want to, I didn't have to pay taxes, like our, I didn't have to report it. And at at that time I didn't report it. So I held on to it. Of course I paid for it later, but, uh, the, the IRS tends to find out about things is what I've learned. And, uh, but, like, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, like, working some crappy job where I wasn't learning anything. I was making more. And then I was allowed to play hands other than aces in the meantime, right? But, like, aces were in, like, you know, that, that place went bust, like, a month later. But I can't imagine why. But, like, there was, a, it's just stuff like that. Or, you know, you just, you you, like, maybe even, like, pull out a spreadsheet. Like, okay, this costs, like, $12.00 you know, this adds up to that much, and, you know, see how much it all equals out to over the game, and, uh, yeah, and don't, you don't have to play the biggest game in town, Uh, don't have to play the biggest tournament, you don't have to play the nicest room, if you're really trying to make money, seeing if you can do it, go out there, don't be drinking, don't be smoking weed, don't be fooling around with Vegas girls, like, there's a reason most people go there, and they'll eat you alive, man, like, it's a it's a city about easy money, you know what I mean? It's a city about easy money, and that attracts a certain element. And for the love of God, do not judge my entire country based on this one city. If you do that, we will not be friends. That makes it, that always makes me irate. Like you know, they go to like. Las Vegas just attracts that unsavory element, right? And people go to Vegas for 10 days for the WSOP and they come back and they're like, I hate the United States. The United States is everything they say about these people are colonialists and they are capitalists and they do not care about the common man. And everybody expects a tip. And it's, you know, like, yeah, please, you know, you're going, you're going into the belly of the beast, you know, learn something from it. Yeah, so good luck to you yeah go downtown as well to all things oh yeah have fun with it yeah have fun with it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) have fun with it look at you know go if you got some actual money and you're just kind of going you know you're kind of going for gas be sure to like go to the shows and stuff you know what i mean go see david copperfield go see old las vegas uh go fire a machine gun in one of their shooting ranges you know what i mean It won't have to be like Barry's Latvia trip, where he was always worried about getting gunned down. Yeah,
1: that was insane. (laughs) Um, Okay, that is all we got time for, really, with that one, because the next question is a double battle, and it'll it'll
0: definitely take us on a bit. That's all right. right. We've done a lot of hour-and-a-half episodes lately. Yeah, okay, all right. Let's... let's,
1: Let's leave this one to the next show. Let's All right. Leave this one to All show. right. Um, Alex, how can people get in touch with you for further discussions um, uh, on the state of America and also get pro- uh, private
0: coaching and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, is my uh, address. Uh, you can write us about anything you got questions about there. Go to twitch.tv slash theassassinato. Be sure to favorite that channel and you can watch me playing uh tournaments live you ever want to see high stakes tournaments see how everything's done uh you can go there i'll be doing commentary a lot of the time uh you know be sure to check it out and uh go ahead and check all that stuff out and uh yeah underneath the stream there's a ton of deals and uh be sure to sign up for my training site cardrunners.com use promo code free month all capital letters and you'll get two months access to two thousand plus videos for just uh 30 dollars And uh, be sure to uh, follow my website, PokerHeadWish.com. It's a really – if you enjoy this podcast, you'll really enjoy that website. It's a bunch of my random blogs. I keep like a journal and then I put like my random observations about life and I can't remember who. Someone found one of them on my computer and was like, you should really publish that. And that's been the blog that's been going for like 10 years and a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and check that out. And there's also lots of strategy articles, rap battles, uh, stuff like that. You can also, there's a link to signing up for private consultations there. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, be sure if you want to sign up for America's card room and get 27% right back, uh, go ahead and sign up through the link on the site and I'll get, I'll do you one better. I'll get you some free training, Write me at assassincoaching@gmail.com at gmail.com and tell me, you know, here's my sign in name, here's the email. I made a deposit. I sign up through your link. Once I check it, uh, I'll send you a free copy of That's a Check raise Fool, You Flat Too Much, or Dissecting the Dong Bet, or Why Posegna Was Right. Absolutely free. Uh, you get one of them, you don't get all of them. And yeah, just sign up. And there's a lot of fun stuff coming up on ACR, you know. So, uh, there's always stuff going on. They're giving away, I think they're giving away, uh, I mean, they've given away hundreds of thousands in the last year for free. There's like rake races that they put on for free, you know, free trips to Punta Cana you can try to win. It's a really good time. I really love this site. I play on this site the most. I really enjoy it. And it's like old school poker, you know, it's still like 25% sometimes for first place. It's still that exciting final table with a big purse at the end. It's not get your buying back and a slap on the ass and please come get raked again like it is on so many of the dot-com sites. So come support Real Poker in America's Card Room. I'll hook you up with some free training. We can all make money. And, yeah, uh, oh, follow me on Twitter at theassassinato. Cool. And if you want
1: to keep your questions coming in for Alex, uh, they are kind of needed because that's the show. So... uh... (laughs) Uh, do email them in to questions at com or tweet them at com at O-N-E-O-U-T-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M or post them in the Facebook group. And I think a few people have messaged me through the Facebook.com fan page. Uh, I eventually get it there. So, yeah, just any of those methods. Get your questions in for Alex on the next show, which will be episode 60, Alex. Dang. And that will be when I'm back and also... Uh, w Cup will be over as well, so let's hope we're talking about some exciting things. And you've had a good, a, a deep run and a bit of a run for your money.
0: Hey Barry, I'm calling you from St. Martin's. It's on awesome. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> man. I don't know what to do with these millions, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that that would be a good show. That <laughs> yeah, would be that would be pretty fun. Yeah.
1: Okay, until uh, the next one, episode sixty. We'll see you all then. Cheers. Cheers.